Welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, where we look into youth ministry and mentorship by interviewing youth ministers, youth experts, those who are really engaging with youth and young adults. So we're in episode number five. I'm speaking with Pastor Juan Rodriguez. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. Today, I'm very excited because today we have Pastor Juan Rodriguez, the Youth and Young Adult Director for the Florida Conference. So uh, how are you doing today, Pastor? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Yes, we're glad to have you. Um, We just want to start off by just basically asking you a little bit, asking uh, if you could give us a little short bio of you and how you started in ministry. All right, sure. Thank you. And thanks for having me on your podcast. No problem. Um, well, uh, I think when I was in high school, uh, I really wasn't interested in anything but doing bad things. And wow. then uh, somewhere along that line, uh, Jesus invaded my life. And um, during that process of being in high school, uh, I was just being led to learn more about him and his love for me. Uh, through different books and different speakers, you know, God was just putting people in my way. I was, I wasn't searching, but he was sticking them in my way. And, uh, and through that journey, I was just impacted um, by his grace and his love. And my senior year, um, I was dating a girl that uh, eventually became my beautiful wife of uh, almost 25 years. And, um, and I told her, I said, I think that God's calling me and she was like calling you to what? Because ever since she was a girl, her dad had told her that he was praying that she would marry a pastor. So she had her take piano lessons and everything. And she was preparing her to marry a pastor. uh, And she did not want to marry a pastor. And so my senior year, when I told her, I said, I think God's calling me. She was like calling you to what? And I was like calling me into ministry. She was like, oh, no, the Lord played a joke on me wow. because she thought for sure I would never go into ministry. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was a curveball. And, uh, and then God just led me through that journey of, uh, of connecting with him and, and went off to study at Southern Adventist University and went off to Andrews, got my MDiv, and then uh, went to the Florida conference to start working there as pastor. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a that's an interesting story. So your 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 wife was ordained already to be a, a, a <laughs> wife of a pastor. Uh, yeah. she, she she what but that's how God works. Even though we want to do something different, when God calls us, it's it's gonna happen. Um, that's the truth. So can you let us know a little bit of why you love youth ministry and what you enjoy about being the youth director? for Florida? Well, this is going to be kind of weird because I would say that my first love, like my real love is I love Jesus. I love Jesus Christ supremely. And so whatever I'm doing, I just want to be in the center of his will. So it just so happens that my role right now is to be involved with youth, young adult ministries. 
but I can't tell you that I have like a love for youth ministry or a love for, or a passion for youth ministry. I'm simply in love with Jesus. And if mm-hmm. it's to work with young people or as a pastor in a church that I absolutely love, you know, um, I'll go wherever he leads. And to be honest, I came into this world kicking and screaming because mm-hmm. God was making it pretty clear that he wanted me in this role, but I did not want to leave my church. I was doing well. I loved the church family I was a part of. And so it was very difficult for me. So I didn't have like a passion for young people. Like, oh yeah, I want to be, mm-hmm. I want to go out there and be an advocate and, and, and help young people do things. Um, but, uh, but this is where God has had me. And I do love young people, you know, in my church, we had wonderful young people and stuff like that. But, uh, but my passion is more just to do whatever God, you know, wants me to do pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I understand pastor. It's, it's, it's one of those things when you're in ministry and then you finally get a little comfortable and, and you're used to a certain area. It's, it's, it's definitely difficult to move on to a different area, especially when you're trying to have to learn new things and everything like that. So I can, yeah, I can definitely understand that. Um, what could you say is the hardest part of being in youth ministry for you? Um, in this role that I'm in right now, as you, and I've only been doing this right now for like um, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been in this role very long. Um, but I would say the most difficult part is um, helping or I don't want to say convincing or just helping pastors see the importance of having your church uh, make a paradigm shift where young people take the lead mm-hmm. uh, and, and are part of the decider, deci- decision makers of your church. Um, and just being able to see that, uh, that the young people are not the church of the future, but the church of now, and that they need to be uh, placed in a place of influence now. And they need to be because, because they want to take, because the only way it's going to change the trajectory of where we're going is to have young people, um, start being in places where they own the church. And so I think that's very difficult to be able to help uh, the older generation and pastors and churches realize that. Um, and then also, uh, you know, like leaders in the conference where they, where they talk about prioritizing young people, but sometimes their actions don't follow their words. So that's very difficult to be able to work in that uh, place where you're trying to be like, hey guys, you know, it, it is time and we got to take risk or whatever. And so sometimes risks aren't taken so that they can protect the the brand. Uh, yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, Pastor, um, I, I was going to say something, uh, ask a question like what's specific to your conference, but that answer, I've heard that so many times that that's one of the biggest tasks for a youth director is to start implementing that into teaching pastors and having pastors use youth and especially young adults in their churches. So um, I know a lot of people in youth ministry are dealing with that issue. So could I ask a follow-up question? What have you been doing specifically to convince uh, pastors to utilize youth and young adults in their churches? Well, the one thing that I think is important is um, I need to build the relationships with pastors and their churches and so um, I've just been going around and taking out pastors out to eat, sitting down with them and getting to know them and, 
and, and, and letting them know my heart, letting them know, you know, um, what has to happen so that their church stops growing old and starts growing young. And, um, and so I think that, that, definitely plays in some great dividends to be able to just connect with them. I've gone into churches and sat down with their leaders or church boards and just shared with them uh, the paradigm shift that we want to go and the, the, the situation we're in, which is a sad situation for some churches that, you know, the average age could be 70. It could be, there's one church that the average age is like 80. Wow. So, you know, just letting them see that their church, they will die <laughs> literally mm. Yeah. Off if we don't do something differently but it's it's more than just you know talking about it through a seminar i think the importance is just connecting with them where they're at and having that sit down meeting that's that's where i get the most um inroads and i, I guess the best traction is it takes time though it's it's a long process mm -hmm. but uh, that pays the best dividends so far what i've seen wow that's that's uh really good insight into it so it's not just building that relationship and trust with the youth and young adults as that themselves but also building that relationship with the pastors so that um that bridge can be built between everybody in uh this ministry that's 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 a great insight pastor thank you for that um, absolutely we can only do it together brother yeah uh what do you think is the greatest or you know one of the things that you wanted you in ministry, you don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but what is, what is the time in this field that you felt like, all right, I made an impact. Or... Mm, that's a good question. I think when, if I, when we start seeing churches start changing from growing old to growing young, I think that I'll be able to say, Oh yes, we're finally making an impact there. I mean, like right now, since we're starting the process, I haven't seen too much yet. You know, we're just beginning the process. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say right now, if, if, if there's an event that we plan and it executes well and hearts are touched and, and lives are being led to a, a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, whether it's through an appeal or whatever that happens, um, you know, I can definitely say, oh, praise God. You know, that's, that's something that I'm proud of, you know, to be able to be a part of that. Awesome. So, uh, Pastor, last week I spoke with Pastor Pedro Perez, um, who's the Pathfinder Director of your conference. Is there like some sort of teamwork that you do with him in you are in you are directing youth and young adults, but he's directing the Pathfinder and Venture Club Ministry. Do you guys help each other in your respective fields? Yeah, we collaborate in different ways. Um... And we're actually still learning to go through that journey together of what that looks like. Because at one point, um, they had the, uh, the two sections together, like mm -hmm. everything was under one leader. Uh, they had that, I think, for like seven or 10 years. And I think most conferences have that, that diagram where it's like one leader oversees Pathfinders, youth and everything. Yeah. But for this conference, it just, it's, just, it's too much because it's so big. And so um, when they chose to divide it again, because it used to be apart, then they put it together, then they divide it again. Uh, so they split it. So we're kind of learning that uh, together and, and seeing how we can work better together. But definitely, you know, being able to support one another in the sense of, hey, make sure that we don't plan like a big event at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, that, of course, would be a problem. And then also uh, 
advertising or you're sharing with our network, you know, what the other one is doing. Um, and then the training that, that, uh, that they're doing now specifically with our conference, it correlates well with what we're doing in regards to uh, senior youth and young adults. And so, um, like, you know, I'll use, I, I want to use their, their team to be able to train our churches that we're starting something and then vice versa. And so it kind of goes back and forth, depending on what we're doing, we'll just communicate. Communication is huge to be able to work together. Wonderful. And um, you also oversee young adults as this you're pro I think you're the first director that um, uh, leads out at that ministry. Could you give us like a little insight on how young adult ministry is a little different from youth ministry? Well, young adults, you know, once they reach that college age and beyond, you know, and, it, and young adults is kind of weird because depends on depending on who you're asking, you know, it can go anywhere between like 18 to 35. So you're talking about a huge change in family and kids and spouse. And then I'm just starting out school and college. So, um, so it's a different beast. And I would say the difference is, of course, that they can drive now. They can do whatever they are. They're not under their parents' watch. And um, they have a lot more independence. And if, unfortunately, the, the bad thing is that because of that, um, uh, they're not, if their church wasn't relevant and it wasn't something that really spoke to their lives, uh, they're disconnecting from churches. You know, if they go off to college, they're kind of hiding off in colleges. And, um, or if they stay local, they're not really connecting with their church anymore. So uh, the difficult part is that um, trying to be able to have a church that will be relevant beyond the time that uh, they are forced to go to church. <laughs> mm. Wow. Um, so with that ministry, like, what have you been doing to really focus and engage with that huge age range? So... We did, the, the one thing that we have done as far as event goes is to, um, uh, we had a, uh, what is it called, a, a young adult gathering, uh -huh. and it was in Central Florida, and so the theme was, what's your story, and so we wanted them, we wanted to help them see that, that they play a part of God's bigger story, and that they are part of that puzzle. And so uh, we simply, you know, had, had people share their story, had people talk about how God is influencing their lives and, and just trying to make those connections with the young people that went there. And, and we, we had a good number. We had about uh, 200 uh, young adults that came out and, and uh, we spent a, a whole day and a half together. And so uh, it, was, it was beautiful, it was powerful, and now getting their information to be able to continue the conversation and the networking it, it was important. Uh, but what we noticed was this. I found this to be very interesting. We had 150 young people that, that said what church they come they came from, um, or if they weren't part of like if they weren't like Adventists, which we had a few that weren't Adventists. Mm -hmm. But we had 50 young people that were clearly Adventists, but claimed absolutely no church whatsoever, uh -huh. which showed me that they were interested in like some kind of spiritual event put on but they weren't connecting with any local church. So the one thing that we're really tr trying to do is help the local church become that place that they can go to. Because events are fine, but events are just can only do so much. 
And I just think that our, our work with the local church to change their, their shift of thinking when it comes to youth and young adults is our key to be able to, you know, connect that generation better. All right. So pastor, if there's like a pastor listening in right now and is trying to figure out how to empower a youth or a young adult in their church, um, like say I'm just a pastor, how would you tell him or her uh, how you, they can utilize them in their church? I would say, first of all, read a book called Growing Young. It's put out by the Fuller Youth Institute. That book is huge. Uh, it's being used by many people throughout the North American division to um, empower churches to start making that paradigm shift in their churches. And after you do that, you know, um, the next process or next step, I would say, is to take an assessment that they provide so that your church can know where they're at. That book, Growing Young, has six essentials, six essentials on what you can do to um, start growing young instead of growing old. And uh, the assessment is based on those. Those essentials aren't like, like brain, like amazing different things. It's kind of like the stuff that's been told for centuries, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. but, um, but they're reworded and they're important for churches to continue to do. So the assessment is done on that. So I would say next step, take the assessment and then uh, start bringing in someone that can help you change the process from you know growing young i'm sorry from growing old to growing young so i would say that that right there is is a huge game changer if a church can adopt the growing young adventist mindset which even if you go on facebook you'll see the growing young adventist uh facebook page um that's a game changer for if you want to make a real difference in your church because it's not enough it's not enough to just simply Put a young person up front like you know whether it's a kid or a high school student or a, or a college student or whatever it's not enough to say hey we have like once a month youth sabbath or we have like uh, a young person up in front doing the scripture reading so we're like you know we're, we're young you know it's not enough it's when you put young people around the table that make decisions for where your church is going to go that's where you see the huge difference Wow. All right. So yeah, definitely in that book, Growing Young, uh, one of those aspects is keychain leadership. And, and you're basically handing over the keys and letting, just like a, a parent or a dad finally hands over the keys to his son, he says, okay, you can drive now. It's the same way with the church, whether it be um, deacons, elders, and, and whatnot. So yeah, that's a great insight, Pastor. Um, we also talk about mentorship here. So I just wanted to ask you, is there a mentor who said something to you that still resonates with you today? I would definitely say it was uh, Pastor Bill Crofton. Um, when I was in middle school, he was the pastor that kind of visited us at the Adventist school that I went to. And he did a Bible study in the year and one of the years that he did it, I didn't decide to get baptized. So I didn't get baptized that year. Then the following year, he did it again. I chose to be baptized. And then I went up to him in the library. It was just me and him. And I said, um, I said Pastor Bill, you know, uh, I want to get baptized, but uh, I have a problem with saying curse words. Like I say really bad words. He's like, well, um, and then, I, then I told him, you know, what should I do if after I get baptized, I, I cuss? He's like, well, it takes time to... Uh, you know, tell Jesus about it, confess your sins, and he'll forgive you. I said, yeah, but what if I do it again? 
Well, mm. you know, I choose to forgive you. I said, yeah, but what if I do it again? <laughs> I said, well, just, I choose to forgive you. I said, so you're telling me that doesn't matter how many times I might fall in this, that Jesus will forgive me every time that I ask for that forgiveness? He said, yes. And for me, that totally blew my mind on God's grace. And, it, and it, something shifted in my brain to understand how much Jesus loved me. And uh, from that day on, it was just kind of like, like a whole new world opened up in a sense. Wow. So this guy that baptized me, he ended up being years later, uh, the youth director, this position that I'm in right now, the youth young adult director of the Florida conference. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was a pastor here, I became his associate for about seven years. Oh. Uh, and so not only did he mentor me in my spiritual walk, but even when, all through high school, he would be someone that I would call upon. He lived in the central Florida area still. And then beyond that, when I actually came out of college, uh, you know, he became my boss and a mentor in that aspect as well. So he's been a part of my life all the way from element, middle school, all the way through uh, post-college and stuff like that. So that's someone that has definitely impacted my life and not only how I do ministry, but how I, how I see the journey of walking with Jesus. Wow. And that, that's a, that's a, that was an interesting insight about mentorship because it's, I think sometimes people think that only youth need mentors, but it's always needed because no matter where you're at, you always want advice and uh, looking for insight into wisdom. So that was, that's, that's cool. Um, another question I have is say there's some person listening right now who is feeling a call to be a mentor or help out in youth ministry or ministry, uh, what advice or words of encouragement could you give them? So someone that would be interested in mentoring somebody else to become a mentor, in other words. Yes, yeah. You know, my advice is, uh, first of all, don't wait until you're like perfect to do it. You know, just do it, just do something. Don't think that you have to be like the spiritual powerhouse or this super intelligent person on how to do life or how to do some kind of ministry. Uh, I would say just start mentoring because as you mentor someone, you're going to be able to learn and be able to explore the unique way that you are and the way you're wired. And in the same token, you're going to be able to um, uh, just enjoy the journey, you know, because when you start mentoring someone, what really starts happening is that, the connection you start getting mentored in in a sense as well as like you're cross mentoring in a way. So, um, but, so I would say, don't wait, don't wait. So, you know, don't wait until you have to be like perfect. Don't wait until it's like, you're like super old or whatever to think, Oh yeah, I'm going to be a mentor. So I would say, you know, if you feel that calling to do that, uh, just start doing it. And then there's some other practical stuff. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you could look at websites and you could read books but there's a lot of stuff out there on mentoring. And, and so if you don't have an idea of, okay, where do I start? I would just, you know, go to someone, uh, uh, like there's a great person online called Tim Elmore. And um, I would check out his stuff on mentoring. Uh, but yeah, I would just look at some sources online or in books that would help you be a better mentor in that aspect. All right. So, Pastor, I thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. Um, do you have any final words of encouragement or final words in general about youth ministry or mentorship that you'd like to say? Uh, I guess 
the one thing that I do have a passion for, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, is that if you are going to be a mentor to someone um, and you yourself have that connection with Jesus Christ, uh, probably the most important thing that you can do for another person, especially if they're a younger person, is through your experience, be able to share with them how to listen to the voice of God or how to listen to the voice of Jesus or how to better connect with Jesus. Because you can teach so many different things, you know, concerning ministry and how to be a leader. And all of that is needed and it's good. But if you skip the part of how to have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, and, and then you can share that from your own experience and your own journey and be vulnerable to be able to share that with somebody that you're mentoring, uh, that's going to be the lasting impact. That's going to be the greatest impact that you make on someone. And so I would just encourage people to just be vulnerable, be real, and share your own journey with Jesus so that that person you're mentoring can also have that deeper connection with Christ. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, you're welcome. Glad that you were here on this podcast. Thank you. All right. So that's the interview with Pastor Juan Rodriguez. And we just want to remind our listeners that if you're enjoying the content here at Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, to please leave a review and a comment. And if you have any questions that you would like us to ask any youth leaders, any youth ministers, any youth directors of any conference, to leave a comment and a review and also share this content with anyone who you believe might benefit from it. So we'll see you next week here at Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, where we always say youth ministry is not a stepping stone into ministry. Youth ministry is ministry, period. <laughs>